Welcome to the very first episode of Awkward for Me. I'm Emily Boss, and I'm super awkward. And I created this podcast to help me get out of my shell, to perhaps inspire me to go and do stand up, and to air my grievances on a public forum. So, ta da! The music at the head of the episode was composed and written by my best friend, Booba, aka Yao Bruno Serrera. And you can find more information about him through my other podcast website, which is www.anythingbut925, 925 all in numbers.com. And click on the affiliate links page, and there you can find his SoundCloud, his website, and his TED Talk, which interestingly enough is the first time I ever actually saw Booba in video format with a voice. Uh, we have a strict no video chat policy in our friendship. We've been friends for almost 20 years. Uh, February 16th, 2020 will be our 20th anniversary. And we have yet to meet or hug each other. And I'd like you to think about that for a moment, how weird that might be to some. But in uh, this generation, uh, it's probably not so weird. I haven't uh, met my other co-host of my podcast, Anything But 9 to 5, Kevin Crowley. I've never met him either. Um... But both people I talk to almost on a daily basis or check into, uh, with Booba it's a little hard because he lives in China, so the time difference is very different. But every once in a while we uh, kick into a, a good conversation. But we primarily communicate through emails, and right now I am behind on the email as I have not responded to his May 4th email, which is uh, really bad. I'm sorry, Booba. I'm slacking. Anyway, so thank you to my dearest best friend for creating music for my podcasts or actually giving me music for my podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. Um, let's see what to talk about. So you can find me on social media by a handle called Orange Bandage. It's all one word and it's orange and bandage, all one word. I created that name back in the early 2000s when I had a blog and a web personal website called orangebandage.com. Why did I create that name? Well, orange because nothing rhymes with orange. And I'm Dutch and the national primary color is orange. And then uh, bandage because I really hated the song Hot Hot Heat uh, Bandages. So it was the song Bandages by the band Hot Hot Heat. And it's very repetitive, and I was not a fan, and I loathed it every time it came on the radio. And then at some point, I started to like it. So it's um, just two awkward things, orange and bandages, and it's together. And I didn't want to create a podcast called that. I just, um, or any sort of branding, not even my crochet is orange bandage. Orange bandage is just my social media and anything associated with me. So if you find Orange Bandage, it is me. Even on Xbox Live, that is me, Orange Bandage. I've taken it over. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's clearing my throat. It's dry in here. It's basically winter in Canada already, and it's not even officially winter yet. It's um, minus five outside and we already have a foot of snow. It's fantastic, I love it. Um, last year, 
actually this year on Valentine's Day, I flipped my vehicle and it was due to slushy snow. And since then, I am not very, um, not very good driver in the winter. I'm very anxious. I drive very slowly. Just um, be patient with all those slow drivers in the winter, people. I know you're in a hurry to get everywhere. Just give yourself some extra time because some of us, we got trauma and anxiety and we're proud of ourselves for being out on the road during the winter, but it is, uh, it's scary out there. Uh, let's see what else to talk about. I'm married. I have no children. It's awesome. I have a small dog. It's a Yorkie poo named Pickle. Uh, she's in her golden years now, but, uh, she's still being a happy-go-lucky chicky. so she, we're, until the vet said, the vet basically said when she starts slowing down and is having bad, her bad days are outnumbering her good days, then it might be time. But so far she's so still doing pretty good. She's got a heart murmur and she's on some heart medication, but um, she's still happy and kicking and we love her. So that's going to be hard if we ever have to let her go. She's outlived, she's almost outlived um, the amount of time that they gave her, which was six months to a year. So six months would have been in about August. So I'm very happy that she's still kicking because she's the apple of my eye and we love her to death. Um, I moved out to Waterloo after living in Toronto for nine years in 2014 to go back to school to be a programmer and that didn't really pan out. I've since then worked in insurance, and now I'm an administrative assistant at a private investigator company. Um, I, there's really nothing to, interesting to say there, but I work with good people, and it's a low-stress job, and that's what I need in my life, so it came at a good time. I also crochet part-time on the side, making different things. I have um, a side business where I primarily only make things for my friends and family members, but um, I do take custom orders, just not right now because it's Christmas time and I'm busy with orders already, but uh, at Black Heart Crochet is where you can find me there. Um, now I'm going to read some random notes in my phone that I've been keeping since 2014. I feel that that's where most of my comedy is going to come from. Uh, so one is... Um, a story about getting lost in Holland. So what happened was... Oops, sorry, Siri just came on there. Uh, so when I got lost in Holland, so it was 2011, and I was there for a funeral for my Uncle Ben, my own Ben, who lives in Narden. And unfortunately, soon after his 75th birthday, he was diagnosed with ALS, which is... An awful disease to begin with, but to happen to someone who is so active was just heartbreaking. Luckily, it took him very quickly. So he was diagnosed in, I believe, November of 2010 and July 2011. He passed away. So he was one of my favorite uncles. He had shown me around Holland. He's just a lovely, wonderful man. We used to uh, correspond through email. When I was in my early 20s and he would always send me photos and stuff of his grandchildren. And before he passed away, my one cousin, one of his grandchildren, 
I guess he's my third cousin, Caspar, came to visit me in Toronto and stayed with me for a few weeks. So when I went to go uh, back to Holland to uh, for the funeral, Caspar uh, and I decided to go into Amsterdam together. So I was in one town and he's in Narden. And so we decided to take the train to, and meet in Amsterdam. So my dad, I was about, well, how old was I? I was 27. 26 no 27 28 28 I think yes 28 so I was 28 and I'm going to Holland um I went there with my dad and my Oma Oma is Dutch and German for grandmother and uh my dad walked me to the train station which was a little ways from my uncle Arnold's house which whom I was staying with And I said, okay, I'm just going to go for a few hours. I'll call you when I'm on my way back. So we go into Amsterdam. We walk around. Amsterdam is one of my favorite cities in the world. I also really love Las Vegas, but Amsterdam holds a special place in my heart. And so we walked around. um, And uh, my cousin got some food at one of these atrocious restaurants where they have everything in little warmers and you just sort of put coins in and you get your burger out of this little door like a vending machine wall I thought it was disgusting but he seemed to like it and then we went to a cafe and cafes are where you smoke weed and at the time I wasn't really smoking that much weed and I decided to eat an edible first time eating an edible cool what a great idea. So um, I grabbed a piece of cake. We were going to go see a movie. Um, I think it was Bad Teacher we saw with Cameron Diaz. Anyway, so we went to go see this movie. It was such a beautiful, ornate the- old theater. It was just gorgeous. And I'd eaten the edible in the movie, and I, it wasn't hitting me or anything. And then uh, we get back on the train and I start calling my dad and I'm not getting an answer I'm like oh no it's well I'm gonna be on this train for a half hour hopefully he'll pick up he never picks up so I leave him a voicemail saying I'll meet him at the train station he's not there when I get there so thankfully I have a decent sense of direction and a pretty good photographic memory so I start walking back and I'm texting my boyfriend at the time and I'm saying I'm kind of lost I don't know where my dad is can you try to get a hold of him and excuse me this is costing me a lot of money because I didn't have data or anything and I just turned my phone on for the purpose of calling my dad and now I'm messaging my boyfriend and I'm asking him to call my aunt who's at home who might have Uncle Arnold's address and then I can just put in my GPS in my phone because I had an iPhone 3GS at the time. So I'm sort of panicking and I go down one way and it's and it's bringing me nowhere that I've remembered and I'm going another way and it's starting to get really late. It was about eight o'clock when I was when I got off the train and um, now it's about 10. I've been roaming around for two hours. I'm high. So time's just, you know, going by slowly. And you think, oh, Emily, you're probably lost because you're high. No, I really I really was going down every which way. And now it's starting to dawn on me. But I don't know any Dutch. 
And if I knock on someone's door, they might not know English. So I don't know how to communicate to them how to get to my uncle's house. I don't even know his address. So it's going to make me look ridiculous. I'm lost. I'm in a foreign land. And I have no way to figure out how to get to my uncle's house. So I'm realizing I might have to sleep in the bushes tonight. That's fine. I'm starting to scope out some bushes. It's cool. It's cool. I'm trying to keep myself calm. My phone's about to die. I'm using the the. It was before they really had a flashlight on the iPhones, so I'm using the screen as a light. And then suddenly I start walking down this really dark road. There's no street lights, and this is my last resort. I'm gonna find this house. So I go down this dark road, and I see this gate. And I remember that my uncle's house was gated. And it sort of looks familiar. So I take the little bit of hope I have and go through this gate and sneak in. And thankfully, it is my uncle's house. So I go in. My Oma sees me. It's probably about 11 o'clock at night. She's like, oh, good, you're home. Like, yep, was lost. What happened to my dad? Oh, he went to bed hours ago. Awesome. So happy my father cares so much about my whereabouts and was totally worried about me. If it was my mother, she would be out there looking for me and yelling my name. My father, nah, she's fine. I'm going to go to sleep. Cool, cool. So I asked my Oma, is anyone out looking for me? No, no. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. So then I go find my room with a small children's bed and curl up with it and pass out. Because let's keep in mind, I'm high. So I get up the next morning. There's all this commotion. It's the day of the funeral. I find out my uncle was out until one in the morning looking for me. Which is beautiful and lovely. First of all, because he barely knows me. I've met him maybe once before at a family reunion. So obviously you're not talking to everyone in depth. So him and his wife were out till one in the morning on the night of his brother's funeral Night before his brother's funeral, looking for me. My father, fast asleep. My Oma gave me false information, so I'm feeling super bad about this. Then my dad pulls me into his room, shows me all these shirts that he got for free because my great uncle owns a clothing company, Bailey's, you can Google it, but most of the stuff's in Spanish. Ah, good brags to riches story. Uh came from a home of seven children, started selling shirts at the back of his car, now owns a company. He has an indoor swimming pool. No one has indoor swimming pools in Europe. Not many anyway. So I'm at his house. I'm feeling really awkward and uncomfortable at breakfast. And my dad pulls me aside to show me his shirts. And he says, you have to apologize for to Oma Arnold for making him worry. What? I didn't. I thought you were going to meet me at the train station. How? Why am I supposed to apologize? But instead of making a scene, I go up and I apologize. I say, I'm very sorry for making you worry. I was unaware that you were out looking for me. When I came back, Uma told me no one was looking for me. So I just went to bed. Time change. I hadn't slept yet, et cetera, et cetera. Very lovely man. Totally forgave me. Sort of funny. And then his daughter, who actually owns a house that was built on my uncle's property comes over and I tell her all about it and she's like wow that road is really scary I used to have friends who would drop me off at the end of the 
um, the street and I would have to walk home and there's a big chunk that's very dark. It's like, yes, it was quite scary. But, you know, uh, my, my father was sleeping soundly, so it couldn't have been that important. So, <laughs> so we go, we all go to the funeral and it's very sweet and lovely. And my own Ben's casket is actually a cardboard casket that has doodles of all his grandchildren have drawn on it and it's just beautiful and the service is lovely and heartbreaking and we're all crying and I'm seeing all this family that I haven't seen in years and it's bittersweet because it's sort of a family reunion but we're also mourning the loss of this wonderful man who loved his family so much and then I'm talking to my cousin Caspar, who's at the funeral, of course, because it's his grandfather who passed away. And he's like, so did you get home okay? Because I guess O'Marnold called his mom and they were all worried about me. And I was like, yeah, I was a little high from that cake, but, you know, I, I made it home. And it was, it was all okay. And, and then I became the topic of conversation at a funeral. It was super fun. I have to figure out how to make that story funny because, frankly, that's not very funny at all. It was uh, just a funny experience, I guess. Cool family reunion. So there's a little story about me. And maybe every episode will be about random stories like that. Yeah, but you never know. I could just go on a rant one day about something that's annoying me. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Orange Bandage. Or you can find my crocheting at Blackheart Crochet. Or my other podcast, which is Anything But 9 to 5, at Anything But 9 to 5. I hope you have a great afternoon, day, morning, night, or... If you can't sleep and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But maybe my awkward stories will cheer you up and help you sleep or something along those lines. Anyway, I hope you all have a lovely day and look forward to another random episode where I talk about another awkward moment in my life.